How can we as healthcare practitioners move from just providing disease management to providing true healthcare? That is the question, and this is the answer. Welcome to Reinvent Healthcare, the podcast that helps you grow your practice and expand your skills as a practitioner. I'm Dr. Rita Marie Loscalzo. Let's dive in. Welcome back to Reinvent Healthcare, a podcast for wellness-minded people and professionals who are passionate about making a difference in the world of healthcare, passionate about helping to transform our broken disease management system into a true healthcare system. And today I'm going to talk about a hormone that I think about as the elephant in the room. I think it's that hormone that people aren't giving credit for all the things that it does to hurt and to help our people. Um, When it's in the Goldilocks range and functioning just right, it's a lifesaver. When we have too little or too much, we have problems. And that hormone is insulin. I call it the double-edged sword of metabolism. It's got some good stuff that it does, and it's got some bad stuff. We know that insulin is required to get the sugar from the blood into the cells. We know that people who have type 1 diabetes have too little insulin, and sometimes they don't make it at all. That's not a good thing because we can't get the sugar into the cells, and we have chronically high glucose levels. And that causes damage. That causes damage to the retinas. It causes damage to the peripheral nerves. It causes damage to the kidneys. It causes damage to the blood vessels. So we want to make sure that the blood sugar is kept in the just right range. And the way that we do it is by keeping insulin in the just right range. So the problem happens when we have too much insulin. When we have too much insulin, usually because of diet and lifestyle factors that trigger it, diet things that cause the blood sugars to go up too high, stress that causes the blood sugar to go up too high. These things trigger an increase in the release of insulin. And over time, the body says, no, the cells say no more. I don't want to do this anymore. Closing the doors, closing my ears, no more insulin letting in. So it's a condition called insulin resistance. You've heard of it. Everybody's heard of it. We hear about it as a precursor to diabetes, but even if a person never goes on to develop diabetes, excess insulin and insulin resistance is still causing lots of damage. So let's get into some of the other things about insulin, what it does, why it needs to be in the Goldilocks levels, and what can happen if it's not. One thing, one thing on the good side, actually there's two things on the good side that I can talk about for insulin. One is it helps in nutrient storage. So when insulin gets elevated, it's what's called an anabolic hormone. And so it helps to facilitate the intake of glucose into the cells, but it also helps to facilitate the intake of protein and amino acids and minerals into the cells. So from that regard, really good. But excess insulin causes the storage of fat. When the cells are resistant to insulin and we can't get the glucose and insulin into the cells, 
in addition to the high level of sugar that builds into the bloodstream, insulin triggers that to be stored into fat cells. What does that mean? Well, wait a minute, don't the fat cells become insulin resistant? No, they don't actually. The liver becomes insulin resistant, the muscles become insulin resistant, some of the organs and glands become insulin resistant, but good old fat cells are going to gimme, 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 like they're little gluttons and they want that sugar. And so we're able to get the blood sugar lowered by storing it into the fat cells. And they get big and plump and happy and they like to deposit around the waist. They like to deposit uh, fat around the organs, which is called visceral fat, which is the most dangerous kind. So it's really important that we keep these levels at the just right level. It's really important for you as a practitioner, when you have somebody comes in, I can't lose weight, no matter what I try. I've tried this and Jenny Craig and starvation and that, and it doesn't work. I can't lose the weight. Can you help me? You can go, wow, let's take a look at your insulin levels. Do you have any blood work? Oh, let's see. Your fasting glucose looks a little on the high side. Oh, but my doctor said it's perfectly fine. No, well, your doctor's not looking at the ideal ranges, the functional ranges. They're looking at the normal ranges. And if you look around, most people you look around to are in the metabolic imbalance stage. 93% of the population is there. So they're comparing you to 93% of the population that's already sick, not doing well but not overtly sick because they're not diagnosed yet with diabetes. And you say, oh, well, I don't want to be with them. I want to be in the ideal population. Sign me up. I want to be in the 7%. I mean, it doesn't go quite that quickly, but that's what we want to help people to do. Do you want to be in the 7% or do you want to be in the 93%? The choice is yours. And I can teach you how to do that. I can teach you the diet, the lifestyle, the activities, the supplements, the nutrients, the herbs, that you need to include to be able to do that. Are you interested? Absolutely. So insulin stores fat, but it also can help. Like if you're athletic and you know, you're working out, it can help you to store amino acids and make more muscle. So it has some positive things as well. The problem with insulin being high and insulin resistance developing is that we are more prone to a lot of diseases. When the insulin isn't so good at getting the sugar into the cells and the sugar stays high in the bloodstream, we get peripheral nerve damage, right? Peripheral neuropathy. We get damage to the kidney tubules, diabetic nephropathy. We get problems with the cells in the eyes and that's called diabetic retinopathy, right? The other thing that high levels of insulin or inefficient insulin, right? High levels of glucose in the blood can lead to is Alzheimer's, forgetfulness, the inability to have memories. And we're now calling Alzheimer's type three diabetes. It's a big contributing factor. So all of these things are things you can be talking to people about to motivate them and inspire them to take action to improve. The one thing that's scary about insulin, high levels of insulin, is that it causes stiffening of the blood vessel walls. The endothelial linings become stiff and not elastic. So if there's suddenly a big rush of blood going through because you're running to catch a bus, or your patient's running to catch a bus, or something that requires a big outburst of energy, and we can't move things through, we can cause problems with the cardiovascular system. What can that cause? Well, high blood pressure, right? Because there's all this 
blood going through, but not enough space for it to go through. And the arteries aren't able to be flexible. We get hypertension. What can hypertension lead to? Can lead to strokes. It can lead to cardiovascular disease. So we really need to be looking at that. Um, the other thing is, if there is some blockage, if there is some calcium buildup on the insides of those arteries, they're also not elastic, it can cause a high blood pressure, which can cause those to get loosened and travel through the bloodstream and maybe get caught in a coronary artery or the carotid artery and lead to a heart attack or stroke. So there's a lot of reasons we don't want insulin levels to be too high. So let's go more into the double-edged sword of insulin. Well, it has a positive effect on muscle growth, like we said, and the problem is it causes fat storage and weight gain and affects the blood vessels. The other thing that people don't really notice or talk about much, and there's controversy out there, I've seen studies that go either way, that insulin can actually be anti-inflammatory. So insulin can actually suppress some of the inflammatory cytokines and chemicals like ICAM and MCP1 and NF-kappa-beta and toll-like receptors, right? But when the insulin levels go down too low, remember we talked about type 1 diabetes, we can have a rebound inflammatory response How that. Insulin also has, you know, a negative effect on hunger and satiety. So when insulin is too high, it can cause leptin resistance. Remember leptin, good old leptin, it gets produced by fat cells to say, I'm full, I'm full, I'm full, don't feed me anymore. And guess what? That's problem. Guess what? When people are not satiated, they eat more. And then the metabolic imbalances get worse and worse and worse and worse. So we need to be able to balance insulin levels for better metabolic health. And it starts with diet and it starts with stress reduction. It starts with diet. It starts with stress reduction. There are herbs and foods that help restore insulin sensitivity. So that's the thing. We have to make sure that the cells are not resistant anymore. They are open to it. So there's herbs like cinnamon and cardamom, and there's foods like avocado and chocolate even and carob. There's a whole bunch of them. In fact, I have a handout that I'll give you access to, and we're going to talk in detail about this in our next episode. We talked about how insulin can be anti-inflammatory, but a lot of people think that insulin causes inflammation. So let's talk about a mechanism by which that can happen. Insulin causes us to become obese. Too much insulin causes too much fat storage. Obesity in and of itself can lead to inflammation. There's a lot of studies out there that talk about that. So while insulin itself doesn't cause inflammation, it actually helps to reduce inflammation. The insulin leads to obesity, which then causes a lot more inflammation, especially things like C-reactive protein and, and inflammatory chemicals and inflammatory fat around the organs. So stay tuned for our next episode where we're going to talk about insulin sensitivity. And in the show notes for this, I'll put a link to a handout that I have that has a list, like, I don't know, five or six page checklist of the, the different herbs with pictures of them and how they affect insulin sensitivity. You have it. You have the ability to help these people. They're listening to the media. They're listening to take this drug or that drug while you're eating your you know, burgers and fries and, and drinking your milkshakes. They're not getting the right information from out there. They're not getting the right information from 
anybody from their parents, from their kids, from their relatives, from their friends, because the friends are exposed to the same media. We have to be the voice of reason. We have to explain things, explain the mechanisms for things in such a way that they get it and they want to do it because they don't want the negative side effects. It's what we call the cost of inaction. What happens if they continue along the same pathway? We don't know. Are they going to have a miserable life? Are they not going to have a life? My parents, I believe, had both had insulin resistance, and that's what contributed to their sudden death from heart attack. And insulin is one of the biggest contributors to sudden death when the heart stops working. So we've got to help people get their insulin under control. We've got to caution them. The, the insulin programs that I do, the insulin resistance for practitioners, the sweet spot program that I do for people to teach them, we teach them how to control five areas of their life, five areas that they are totally in control of and that can turn this stuff around. Diet, exercise, stress management, sleep, and how they time all those activities. Stay tuned for more. You get out there, make a change in the system with me. And until next time, shine on. Thanks for listening to Reinvent Healthcare. We are part of the movement to change healthcare for the better. If you liked this episode, leave a rating and a review. And for more resources to support you in growing a thriving and fulfilling practice, visit our website at inemethod.com. Dot com.